Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Oh my god, mostly. Well, you know, (laughs) another one happened. I think Will had a nice nap. Oh, I did. Sorry, I'm just waking up from that... uh, The movie? That movie. uh, The movie film? Dude, I don't know why I fucking... I don't know why I fall asleep with these fucking movies. Like <laughs> he's domestic. I try so hard to get through them. I try really hard to like keep my fucking eyes. You didn't even fall asleep during fucking killings at Outpost Zeta. Even that ASMR fest. I know. Kept you awake. It was weird. But not this. This isn't even was, an ASMR fest. I don't know if it was like the alcohol or like fucking. The, the, it's probably the movie, but like my god, I could not stay the fuck awake. At the, like, I was good until like the last like, like five minutes of the movie, the climax. I like zonked out at the fucking climax the of the epic movie. Epic ending. Epic is a strong word, Alex. Well, so we watched Fiend from Don Doler, who made. The Alien Factor from I think 1978. Yes. You know what we have? I have kind of a weird conundrum here because this is probably a better movie than Alien Factor. It's more competent. Yeah. But oh boy, it's just is this a basic bitch of a movie? It's like it's pretty bland. Like it's very bland. There's like, like you said, it's like you didn't want anything like exciting, but like something to grab you, right? Something some to suspense. like something to hold on to, like there's some connection to the movie, like even just a little bit, mm-hmm. to get you kind of even remotely invested, even if it's like so ridiculous that it's hilarious, you know? Well, I wasn't even because at some point I was like, okay, nothing ridiculous is gonna happen because it's just not. They're not well, going no, for that it's wavelength. Not a, it's obviously not a ridiculous film. It's really just... But at least something interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because here's the thing. It's... The basic plot, because we're not going to do this chronologically. No. But the basic plot of this is that there's like this de- demon thing, and it resurrects a dead person... And he has to, like, choke people to steal their life force or else he, like, deteriorates. And he moves into a house in the suburbs and the body count piles up. But his neighbor starts thinking that he's suspicious. Something's up. So it's like, you've seen, you've seen Rear Window. You've seen, like, Disturbia. Those movies about where someone thinks their neighbor is a fucking psychopath murderer. It's like that. Except remove all the suspense. I was going to say, after you like described it, I was like, if you think there's more to this movie no. than that, no, this, that's it. That's it. it. That's the movie. Like, but like I said, just remove the... all the suspense, all the good acting, the good writing, etc., and you have Fiend. Well, there's like the, the, the alien Fiend thing is like a music instructor and like. I, I guess he it uses wasn't. his like his position at the music school to like set up 
I don't know, classes with, like, women, and he chokes them. And his, like, <laughs> assistant is, like, kind of in on it. It's so weird, because, like, the concerned neighbor is, like, adamant that this guy is, like, evil, right? Like, or something's going on with this guy. But, like, every scene of him, like, worrying about it is him just, like, saying it to his wife. Yep. Who we could give, like, two shits to either of these characters. It's not like... It's, it's not... just it's just them, him saying that, oh, I don't know, I think that, that Longfellow, he's, something's wrong with them. Well, and for some reason, she's always, like, defending Longfellow. Because well, like originally, neighbor. his annoyance is that Longfellow is always playing violin really loud. There's always a racket. And she's like, well, it's not a big deal. He never plays past, like, 9 p.m. But it's always just, you know, she tries to find some sort of explanation for it. And he thinks every little thing he does is sus. Yes. And some of them, that's the thing, is, like, there's not a lot that's, like, really that at least in the first half of the movie there's not a lot that's really that suspicious i mean there's a there's a fucking ridiculous scene because they always show that there's like these it's like a a suburban cul-de-sac yeah and there's always these kids like playing with a ball or playing baseball or soccer or whatever and there's like a part where like they're just kicking a ball and the guy mr fiend longfellow catches it just kind of stares at the kid. Yeah, he's like super mean to these kids for like no reason. Well, he just stares at him with his ball for like a minute. And the neighbor sees it and he's just staring at this kid and then he just throws it at him. And the kid catches it and the guy just walks back in the house. Like that's... Yeah, and they're like, why was he so mad? It's like, oh, but the kid, like why, yeah, again, why, like I'm with the kids, like why was he so mad? Like, they, they didn't do anything. They literally didn't do anything. There's like this weird tension in this scene, but like it's stupid just dumb yeah because there's like tension where there doesn't need to be and there a lot of times they do do that where it's like it's just tension for no reason yeah like he the husband's going to work and in the morning when he goes to work he's getting in his car but he looks over and longfellow is scrubbing his windshield yeah he just looks at him like what is he scrubbing his windshield for and that's it's the well, there's even this part where, like, there's this perfect part where you can build tension, right? Where the neighbor goes over to the guy's house because he's going to confront them, him. Because a, a kid dies in the neighborhood, and the neighbor's, like, really, like... Yeah, it's like a girl. The guy, the neighbor, he kills a girl. He feels really, like, the neighbor feels really sketchy about, like, this alien dude. Because, because... the the killing happened right behind his house like in his yard basically and he claims that he was listening to music with his headphones with his headphones so he didn't hear or see anything yeah and so the neighbor is very suspicious because he's he was sus when the movie began but now he's just extra sus so there's this part where he goes over to confront him at the alien the neighbor goes over to confront the alien he's not an alien though well i mean the demon thing i do think though um, for purposes of entertainment. I keep saying alien, I'm sorry, but, like, it's, like, a zombie, like, demon thing. But I swear to God, the thing flies out of, out of, in outer space at the end. I will say this. I think for the sake of our entertainment, Don Dolor should stick with aliens. I think he should. <laughs> That's what I say. But, um, so there's a scene where he goes over to this demon's house, and he's just... 
kind of there, and then he starts confronting him, and the guy's like, well, I told you, like, we were listening to music, blah, 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 do you want some wine? And there's this perfect scene where he could build, like, all this tension, right? Even in dumb movies, we've seen this happen. Where it's just, like, two people talking, one person goes away, and the other person, like, starts investigating the house and trying to find shit, right? Yeah. So, the neighbor finds this room where he fucking stabs pictures of girls with his kitchen knife. Our fucking Thanksgiving ham of an actor. This is so stupid. Like, okay. He has... We'll explain the ritual room or whatever. Because this is so stupid. Like, he li- he spends most of his time in the basement of this house, right? And in the basement, in the little corner, there's a bunch of, like, shower curtains. And behind the shower curtains is his ritual room. W- what does that mean? It's like a fucking tool desk with some candles on it and some pictures. And then in the corner is a bookcase that has, like, a single skull on it. And, like, a book on witchcraft. Whoopty fucking do, right? But the best part is he has a little chest on his ritual desk, right? And, you know, he, he goes over there <laughs> after one of his murders. and he The special knife. And he looks, he has these photos of all the women that he's going to kill or he has killed. Why does he do that? I don't know. But he opens it, right? And we're just thinking, like, what's in there? What's in there, Will? It's a little tiny. Is it a is it a cool knife? Is it like a crazy like demon Hell weapon? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's gonna be like an ethereal knife that he uses and like some his sort of sacrificial, some sort of demonic shit, right? Some cool shits in that chest. Yeah. But what's in there? It's a tiny little goddamn like wooden handled kitchen knife. A little fucking knife you used to cut a steak or a fucking chicken parmesan. Yes. In, in, like, any household in the 80s or the 90s, I'm sure you would find these. Well, go to a fucking, like, Denny's or something and, and order, like, a chicken parmesan. You know that knife that they give you? That steak knife they That's what you. the yeah, fucking that was the, that was the knife. And he, like, stib stabs these and fucking... Like, ah, and he stabs the fucking pictures. These fucking pictures and just stabs them. And our, our, our good guy neighbor finds so the, this room. So the neighbor who... The neighbor finds this fucking room and the, the perfect opportunity to build this intention and have, like, the fucking demon thing do some scary shit or something like yeah. that. But what do they do? Nothing. Nothing. He just hears a bunch of noises while he's exploring this room. See, hears the guy coming back, goes outside the room, and everything's fine. He tells his wife, like, I don't know, like, he has this weird room with all these chopped up pictures and then she's like, it's fine, it's no big deal. It's so stupid because he finds that stupid goddamn book and then buys it for himself, and that's, like, the only reason he knows kind of how to, like, what what's going on. Kind of. So, sort of, but he's just guessing. Like, he's just... Like, why do we care about this neighbor? He's doing fucking nothing. He's not a private eye. He's not a detective. He's nothing. He's just fucking a concerned neighbor that at first just had a noise complaint, and then now he's, like thinking this guy's fucking sus because he didn't hear a fucking murder of a girl (laughs) i like and they can't even make that exciting they couldn't even make a domestic like drama or anything like that like maybe it would have been cool to have like a horror movie but like a domestic drama you know like you know like the exorcist or or like fucking hereditary (laughs) something like that like there's a domestic thing there's a domestic (laughs) dispute 
Like there's a family drama going on and you no. have some horror shit. No, the, I mean that that would be big brain, right? This is small brain. Well, well, like, you know, the most basic thing that any of these movies do is if you're making a movie about, like, a guy who is, like, spying on his neighbor, the most basic shit that you do in a movie like this is you don't reveal anything about the neighbor until the end of the movie. Well, and it's weird that they did. They, like, showed all their cards right there, and I think that's what made it, like, like the most bland because, like, they're just, like... You know who, what's going on. You know that he's killing all these people. And there's no, there's no shock. But you're just watching. It's weird because you're watching the neighbor figure all this out. Oh, you know. But you already know it. So why do you care? Because like, it, at least if they, if the movie just started with a guy moving into a house in the suburbs and these murders start racking up and all we know about him is that he plays violin really loud and he's kind of weird. Like, but you you hold all the cards until the very fucking end of the movie. It could have been an okay movie. I'm not going to say it's going to be a great movie, obviously, but like, damn, we would have gotten better than what we got. And then at the end, because there is a scene in this where he goes to the graveyard and finds the guy was dead and he finds a picture of him and he looks up the fiend in the book of demons. But it's like, if you saved that until the end, it would have been better. Would be fine. But again, we already knew they showed all their cards at once and just fucking were like, here, now you gotta watch the neighbor figure it out. See, that's fine. Because you can make a good movie. But maybe have this ain't it. Well, yeah, like I don't know. Because in movies like I don't know, like Manhunter, we know who the killer is, we know blah blah blah. But obviously the good guy doesn't know. But right. there, but in movies like that, there is a good, like, there's good filmmaking. So even while the person is figuring out shit that you yourself know, you're like, ooh, this is good. This well, because well, it's just a, like, a full of, like, tension and, yeah. like, suspense. And, like, you don't know how he's going to figure out the next thing or, like, how he's going to interact with the murderer and stuff and like that. And you also have tension because... You know that there's there's deaths coming. Yes. And they do a good job in making you like kinda you know, feel sad for the people dying and, and you and you feel bad because you know that if they don't catch him this thing's gonna happen. But this is like Well, but here's the problem. In Manhunter and stuff like that, it's usually someone like very closely connected to yeah. these murders or someone who cares if mm-hmm. the next victim becomes like sorry, someone becomes the next victim. Yeah. So, like, there's some connection, right? There's some reason these people are so adamant about yeah. finding this murderer, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where the tension comes in. Like, they need to find the murderer. Before, before the next person dies. Before some, like, chaotic shit happens. Mm-hmm. But in this, they chose to go with the neighbor that just has conversations with his wife, boring conversations with his wife. He's a little sus, and then he's very sus. And then he just fucking confronts the guy nothing happens and then he reads a demon book and instantly knows the guy's a demon doesn't matter though because there's there's no there's no like there's no like oh i have to i have to figure out why or else he's gonna keep continuing to kill people and like there is like they try to barely but like not well no at the very end of the movie the very fucking end 
his wife falls victim to Mr. Fiend demon, which, I mean, I saw that shit coming from like an hour, an hour away. You knew it was going to happen because he's like, the guy's making his way through the neighborhood anyway. Yeah. He killed like a, one of the first victims we see on screen is a woman that's walking to that neighborhood. Yeah. Like he's making his way there. And if you can, if you're even, if you've seen even a few movies, you'll see it coming. Yes. So there's just no, there's just no tension. There's nothing to really make you care. And it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, there's some crazy shit. There's some crazy shit going on. Maybe there's some crazy death scenes. No. You know what, you know what the death scenes are like? If you've seen the fucking 1940s Wolfman, where he just kind of like chokes people, that's what you get. That's all it is. Except in this movie, they did the genius thing. Where every time he chokes people, he glows red because he's absorbing their... Don Dolor, for some reason, loves this, like, overlay of, like, these, like... It's all I could afford. You'd call them, like, special effects, but, they're, like, they're just these weird... I don't even know how to describe it. It's, like... They just, like, overlay, like, a color over the person. That's all it is. Because, like... In the other one, the alien factor, we had that, like, superimposed, like, invisible alien that looked, like, really dumb. Yeah, it was, like, a claymation monster. And this is kind of like that, but, like, it's just, like, an aura. Yeah, it's just... It's, like, a red aura. It's, like, representing him, like, stealing people's life force and healing himself. Which, the... I think (sighs) any other movie could have done this way better without that special effect, though. Like, you could have shown him, like deteriorating and then like he like chokes out a person and like his skin starts like forming you know in those like long those takes where they have some special effects like a time lapse thing where they like show him like he heals restoring his skin and stuff like that no fuck that you had a, a red aura and then he's all better he's better which i the the acting look oh god especially the the neighbor's wife my god her delivery was like all over the place oh yeah when they um when they when they tell them that like a kid's been murdered she's like oh dear god no she's like, her delivery is all over the place at times she's okay and then other times she's like the worst actress in the movie what was making me lose my fucking goddamn marbles though was the fucking d- d- dipstick playing our fiend yeah he looks like just a fucking like someone's fucking fat uncle he's just so like awkward and like stupid in every scene mr kendall and i don't buy him as this like demon thing oh dude i never bought it i never looked at him and was like you know what this is a menacing threat you know they gotta really stop him i like i'm scared I'm really worried about this guy. Like, this guy is bad. Some uncle. It's you know what it is? uncle that drinks Chardonnay in a basement. It's a dude in a basement who drinks Chardonnay, and every time we have to deal with him, like, murdering people, he looks like he's taking a dump. I just love how, He looks like, like he's just squeezing out a fucking fat one. Every time, like, someone gets on the ground and he has to, like, get on top of them oh. and choke them, he, like, he, like frog leaps on top of them and like does this awkward like shuffle and then like it's so stupid it's so dumb and they dress him up like because i mean this is overcompensation on their part because every time he's murdering people he's dressed in like all black and it's like 
you know what overcompensating well it's i mean this movie was so, so exciting i fell asleep at the climax like the zenith like the the end of the fucking movie where like everything comes to a head and i just fucking zonked you know my favorite bit of uh of absolute like limp dick in this movie is is in the scene where he invites like he invites his like music school assistant over to his basement so they can look at like charts right so the, yeah they look at like the finances of the the um the music school yeah. or something and then a, a a student shows up and he shoos the guy away and he well, tells him to like the get assistant, the this assistant or the financial guy or whatever he he's is an assistant he like he's so awkward because every time every every single time he's on on screen you can tell he's actively trying not to look at the camera. Oh, I love the assistant. Like I love him because first of all his glasses are always like at the very end of his nose. So he's not even like looking through them. And he's just always like eh, 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 eh. It's just I I love it because it, it's so bad. It it crosses that line into just pure entertainment. Yeah. But he shoes him away with and tells him to get, like, don't forget the sheet music, which it's in a box that just has a giant Sharpie sheet music. Stupid. Yep. So the student shows oh, up. He has, like, six boxes that say sheet music but on them. But it's this special one. He has to get it. And so he shoes him away, and he takes the music student, and he's going to, ch- you know he's going to choke her in her lesson, right? And then he's, like, about to choke her, and then there's a knock on the door. And he goes upstairs, opens the door, and it's the fucking assistant. He's like, I, I forgot my, my sheet music. And he's like, how dare you? How dare you, Mr. Gray? Stupid. And he f- takes his fucking sheet, and he just leaves. And then he sees a guy in a car just watching. And then he goes back downstairs. And he's like, there's a man in a car. You Dude. wouldn't happen to know. She's like, oh yeah, that's my boyfriend Billy. End scene. I also think it's literally end scene. Like where? It's fucking so bad. Like where is the suspense? There's none. They could have built so much suspense. There's so much. There is like there is something here. Like there's it's the situation there's, is literally it's written for you to get suspense out of. There's it. an inkling of like what they were going for, right? I get yeah. it. I get what they were going for, but my god, the execution is a fucking stumbly goddamn mess. Like imagine if, you know, he did kill her. And he kills her, and then the assistant shows up wanting his fucking sheet music. So he has to take the fucking assistant away. And then after that, he finds out that, oh, shit, her boyfriend's out there, too. And now you have a whole situation. Imagine that. And what if the boyfriend gets super sus and finally has a connection to care about? Imagine. Because he actually, like, lost a girlfriend. The neighbor doesn't lose jack shit. Until the very very fucking end. end. When he already fucking knows what's going on, pretty much. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, they chose the wrong pro- the wrong protagonist for this movie because I did not give a single fuck about this fucking neighbor. He's just this stupid guy that talks to his wife all the time and fucking is kind of suspicious about his weird neighbor. Yeah. Like, that's it. And, like, 
he work he he does however um work in an office where his um wall is like a fucking shower curtain with um with papers stapled to it for some reason i don't know what that's all about i just i get what they're going for like a domestic horror with like an alien like what sorry not alien god why do i keep saying alien because you keep, wish i think you keep thinking of alien factor so it's about like a demon going through the suburbs and just like making his way murdering people and it's like this horrific situation right he kills the kid and like all this stuff but like this is the blandest way to tell this kind of story yes there is no inspiration here there's like a fucking a milli- millimeter of inspiration like just I understand that Don Dolor had a vision, but maybe he should have shelved this one. I think that um, somebody should have cleaned up the script. Uh, yeah, you think? He wrote this pile. I know. I think someone should have fucking done a little uh, a peer review of this thing and uh, added some notes to it because, like, it's again, it's not a bad idea. I get it. I get it. It's just, you know... You could do it's about some... this family. It's about this couple in in the suburbs, and one day their perfect, peaceful like idea of their neighborhood is like shattered, and all these violent crimes start happening. And what if it's your neighbor that you trusted? But it's just like they can't even do that right. One, well, it's weird because there's like it's doing all that with like <laughs> imagine a domestic horror where. The neighbors are getting suspicious about their new neighbor that's moved in and, like, killing, like, all these killings are going on. But, like, take out, like, all the tension, all the excitement, <laughs> all the horror, all the fucking, just, just, like, strip everything down to the bare bones and you get this movie. It would have been, uh, I mean, even at the very least, if the murders were actually, like, not just a sack of potatoes to watch. Well, or have the, or I don't know. Nothing. You could even added like scenes of the fucking, our fat uncle fucking demon guy doing some weird shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he does that weird shit with the kids, but we get like a few scenes where the neighbor actually sees him doing like weird shit. Yeah. It's like every other movie has like scenes where like, you know, they think something's weird, and then one day, they see the neighbor taking out big black bags of garbage. Like, yeah. one day, like, they see a woman walking into the house, and then she never leaves, and the next morning, he's taking out big, huge bags of garbage. What's in the bags? Like, well, it's like, like li- rear, little things like that. Like, Rear Window or Fright Night have yeah. that thing where it's, like, this voyeuristic thing where you're, like, watching the neighbor do this, like, shit, and you're just, like... You're kind of suspicious and you have no idea. And then something insane happens Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to fucking like tell people. And there's like tension there because like you don't know if people are going to believe you or you're just a neighbor. You're not like a cop or you're just an innocent bystander. So if you see someone murdered like and you have no proof and like the the neighbor is good at like cleaning it up and like making sure everyone believes different shit. Mm -hmm. Like it would have been better if like the fat uncle was like a like like a nice guy and like he like yeah he like made friends with all the neighbors so like no one believed the one neighbor that thought he was doing like some well, weird shit that would have made their uh little thing work better because if the whole point of the movie is like ooh like the peace of the suburbs is shattered 
well, then wouldn't it be better if, like, the neighbor was just some nice guy and at the end of the movie it's about how even the nicest people have, like, can have a fucking, like, dark underbelly. Yeah. And that nice house in the suburbs has a fucking basement full of demon shit, like... Well, there's, like, there's a lot of potential here, right? Yeah. You could make a good, even B-movie. You but could, they don't do any of it. You could make a good, good B-movie, but there's zero inspiration here. There's, like, zero, like, want to make a, like, actually inspired, like, horror movie. Like, again, I, I, I say again, it's, like, bare bones as fuck. There's, n- there's no meat here. There's nothing. It's just, like, it's just st- stupid. It's just bland. It's just... <laughs> It's it's brand like brand flakes. <laughs> like you want frosted flakes. You want like something like good and sugary and sweet and like no. like but you get nothing. You just get fucking just just shafted the whole fucking movie. Yeah, it's just moldy white bread. I do think we should talk about the end that I had to watch twice because uh well, twice. <laughs> I one, the first time I viewed it behind my eyelids. Um so <laughs> Is there even anything to talk about with this thing? Like No, but I wanna I wanna like we've talked so much about how like there's so much potential here, right? And like how everything happens and then it like reaches ahead and this is the best they could do. This is like your big like big climax, right? Everything you've been building up to. All the deaths, all the neighbors being sus- suspicious. Well, the one neighbor the one. Being, the one neighbor being suspicious. Everything going on. Like, this is where you're leading up to. So the guys found out that the fucking, um... Because a kid... The corpse had come back to life. It was, like, an Englishman that was, like, really nice and everything like that. But he got possessed or something? he got possessed and, like, he's like, I don't know why the kids would, like, like, desecrate the grave, basically, and, like... Saying all this stuff, so the the neighbor like knows that this guy's like. Also, the guy at the grave shows him a picture of the guy buried, and yeah, it's literally so, the guy. So the neighbor immediate the neighbor knows that this guy is back from the dead, and he's probably the one killing everyone. Well, then, um, the guy goes upstairs, and in the meantime, a kid shows up because one of the neighborhood kids was climbing a tree, yeah, and he saw the guy, the demon guy, leave the house, and he followed him, and he saw him kill somebody kill his assistant yes so he shows up at the neighbor's house and is like i need to talk to the guy but the wife's like well you can talk to me he's like no and he just leaves and the guy comes downstairs he's like what's that he's like oh the kid was just saying he needs to speak to you and the guy runs over to the kid's house in the meantime mm-hmm. our fucking demon guy calls the wife and is like hey i'm like i'm sick can you bring me some like painkillers yes so the and wife she's like does. okay she and so we just get like these two scenes like of the neighbor trying to convince the kid to spill the beans and the wife wandering around our fucking guy's potato house saying his name until finally, like, the kid spills the beans and the wife, she sees a picture of herself on his fucking, like, board of, I don't know, stabby things. Where he's gonna stab a steak knife into it. And... You know, she finds the body of the assistant, and then the guy comes out and kills her. But the neighbor runs down, and they have a little scuffle, and he sees the body. And they have another boring-ass scuffle where the guy, like, reaches... He, like, holds him up and starts, like, draining his life force. But the kid sees down there. 
and there's two swords on the wall, two rusty swords. I cannot believe they went this direction. And the kid takes the sword and off screen stabs our guy. And he screams and we see like his body like deteriorating. Like revert back to its old like like kind it, of its rotted state. Body. So and then like the ethereal thing like like finally like floats away from his body. And he his body just ragdolls yep. like dead. And the th- the fiend demon energy floats off into the sky. I swear to God, it like floats off into space. Dude, I don't fucking know. I don't understand how you make this scene with a straight face. The way they did with a straight face. Like, there is so much you could have done and you just did nothing. You just fucking. I don't think. Because here's the thing like, everything about it is just stupid. Like, the acting. The, the like, they're, like, pretend fighting. I don't think there's any way to put it into, like, words. Like, we can say all this stuff happened. You just have like, to see the stupid thing. You have thing. to see it for yourself. And I don't recommend watching the whole movie. Oh, good. I mean, like, you can. Go by find, all means. Go find this on YouTube and just watch the end scene. It's, like, it's trash. Yeah, that's what, that's what you spend an hour and a half waiting for. Like, this movie was so exciting that I literally, we had to go back watch i had to make you watch the ending twice yeah well i had to watch our fucking tubbo get poked <laughs> off screen twice. twice and scream like a ham because of my incompetence and my fucking like and float away because i'm because i'm a, such a great movie reviewer that i fell asleep to the movie that we were gonna review you're truly the next roger ebert yep Next what, what's level. That, that's here. the that's the quote that they would put on the box of this. I fell asleep. To I this. fell asleep. Will Christensen. <laughs> at the very end of the movie, just I fell asleep I during fell, the climax. I fell asleep at the argue. <laughs> you could argue that this is the most exciting thing that happens in the entire movie, mm-hmm. and you'd probably be right. But I fell asleep during that because it's stupid, dude. It's so dumb. Like it's just stupid. It's not. It's just, it's fish in a barrel. Like, it's just, it's extremely, extremely low effort. That's the issue. There's almost no effort. It's lazy. Yeah, it's just, it's just very low effort. Like, there's nothing there at the end to really get me to care. And it's just, it's a thing that floats away in this space. Like, whoop-dee-doo. This is a movie that exists, and it's... It is a movie that exists. Very much so, not the worst movie we've ever watched. No, not even close. And it's, you know, I mean, I guess it's watchable, but like, it's I'm just, sure. it's just, <laughs> by some standards, this might be watchable. It, I, I would argue it is sort of watchable, but it's not. No, it, it's not. There's nothing here, really. Yeah, it's not like. Like, nothing groundbreaking and nothing that's going to be like. Oh, I want to. I want to watch this movie all the time. I don't know. Oh how, no! I don't know how, any, how anyone could look at this movie and be like, "This is like next level shit." Yeah, I watch this all the time. No, there's no way. Um, but goddamn, it's just fucking boring and wasted potential. Wasted potential is right. That's the best thing I can do to describe this. Just like the potential was there, and they fucking just. I I don't even know what they did. They just fucking were like, no. Like, nah. There's so much potential here, and we're not going to do anything with it. 
It's fucking weird. This is the best they could do. Thanks. So shitty to pretty. I don't like a three. Yeah. Like my other thing. There's barely any entertainment value in this. I but. I'd rather watch Killings at Poseda again because at least that had like sci-fi world building and ASMR value. Dude, I did not fall asleep during and even though Killings at Poseda, okay. Killings at Poseda is like one of the most goddamn fucking relaxing, snoozy, doozy movies. That still didn't put you to sleep. It did not. It did not put me into, like, l- lullaby land. But this did. As hard as this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, that had more it's effort. Been a, it's been a minute since I've fallen asleep during a movie. Dude, that had more effort to it. This, that's why, 3 out of 10, like, yeah. At least in Killings of Alpha Zeta, there is an attempt at world building. Right. There is a lot of world there, building. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot of world building. They do a lot of shit with a little bit of time. And yes, it's hard sci-fi, kind of done dumb. But like, but at least at they're least trying they, something. At least they tried something new, right? Yeah. And they didn't like completely waste that potential because they did have a pretty fleshed out world. Yeah. Going on. And it all. This kind did, of makes sense in its own world, but this just this did not do any of that. It just it just is fucking lazy filmmaking and just bland milk toast of a movie. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just, they didn't, they barely tried. What would you give us? <laughs> Honestly, I kind of want to rate it lower just because I fall asleep. I think I'm going <laughs> to rate it a two. I really do. Like, <laughs> No, nah, I can't, I can't, hurt. I can't uh, kick it in the balls that much. I don't know, dude. Like, Because it's not, like, completely incompetent i i don't it it is boring as fuck but it's not incompetent i mean it's it it the plot is all over the place but like in the pacing is is, it though the plot isn't all over the place it's just like i'm sorry the basic i I meant the pacing the pacing is like kind of all over the place because there's like scenes where there should be lots of tension and there's not no they just kill it and then i don't know so yeah, maybe a three. A three is a fair, fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. But nothing higher. Because it's not a two. You're right. Because a two is like pretty bad. A two is like is just like means that like barely watchable. We can't give you a one. Like you're crawling towards the end of this fucking movie. Yeah, at, like at a two. <laughs> <laughs> a one is just like almost unwatchable. A one is uh. It's like it's like savage water. It's like damn near unwatchable. That's like, savage water level. I would argue that savage water is unwatchable. Like it is. I think savage water is one of those movies. Like you turn it on and five minutes later, like no shit, turn it off. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know anyone who would get excited in the first like ten minutes of savage water enough to like want to watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> I really, I really don't. Now this one, you might be able to get through it. Like honestly, you could, you could watch the first five minutes and be like, hmm, maybe there's something interesting here. There I mean, are, I mean, look, I opinions are a thing. There are people out there because I did read them. There are people out there who enjoy this, which so, is fine. I mean, you could, you could argue, arguably, I wouldn't, but you could <laughs> arguably. Get 10 minutes into this and be like, hmm, this is interesting. Okay, I want to see where they go with this, right? There are people like that, and um, the movie is on YouTube, so L- listen. maybe more power you're to- that person. More power to you. 
Yeah. I'm just sad that this didn't have a chubby detective alien fighting a fucking invisible alien in like a alternate dimension that looks stupid as hell. Listen, this is not this is not yeah, that movie. Again, it's it is this is more competent, more well made than Alien Factor, but at sometimes I just need shit. I think Alien Factor had more of like a things more exciting like there's like five aliens in that yeah and like a detective and they were all terrible and it was great and a chubby detective alien that wants to investigate it and like fights all of them and kills literally every single one of them with ridiculous like speakers remember that shit yes like that's what we need i need shit like sometimes you know I just want something weird. I don't know. Like, give me some fucking weird shit that I haven't seen before. I've, I've, se- I've. We've se- seen this shit. We've seen this movie done way fucking better. A million times. A million times. There's always this domestic horror. Like it, it's happened over and over again. Uh, like, uh, just like, do something new with your subject matter, though. Please. Like, if you could make this kind of movie and make it have something new and exciting and like. Like this is why spook worthy. This is why we liked Killings at Outpost Zeta more because it was interesting. Because it was a guy who had five dollars and made a fucking goofy hard sci-fi movie about a rock monster that hates air. And our man Don Dollar took his five dollars and made it just another fucking movie about a neighbor who has a murderer neighbor with no in- zero inspiration. Whoopty fucking doodle do like. At least Killings at Outpost Zeta, and I know we keep going back to that, but it's like literally one of the f- only three movies we've watched in so 1980. Because yeah. obviously so, Challenge of the Tiger is the fucking shit. Like, I'm not even going to shit on that movie because no. that movie was fucking awesome. That is Kino. It's fucking great. But, um, <laughs> but like, Killings at Outpost Zeta, there was like lore and world building, and it was an interesting, like you like... You wanted to kind of know more about the world. Like, if you were into that kind of thing, you're just like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like, they're doing a lot of shit with, like, a very, very, limited budget. very little budget, and there's a lot going on. They're, they're talking about a lot of stuff about, like, sci-fi, and if you're into, like, yeah. hard sci-fi, it's not the worst route you could go no, if, for if you want movies. Hard sci-fi and beep boops, it, it gives you that, but I, I get... That's why like, I didn't fall asleep, because I wanted to know more about that world. But me, personally, I get nothing out of this movie. No. Because movie there's no you... fucking gore. There's no goddamn nudity. Like, there is zero in this thing to appease... Because, listen, there's zero in this to appease my intellectual brain, because the movie's just stupid. And there's also zero to appease my lizard brain. Yeah, like cha- at least Challenge of the Tiger appeased my lizard goo brain with that likes people getting fucking like everything hit in unique and new ways. And I mean, I hate to admit this, but also just shit tons of nudity, copious amounts of nudity. But again, lizard brain. This none of that, none of that. Everyone in this movie looks like a fucking potato. Yeah, like I, I this like I joked that this is like a this looks like the real world. This and, movie, and I will reiterate again to the day I die, the murderer did not it was not convincing. I no. did not for one second buy him as the murderer, and it took me out of the movie every single time because it's a ham. Yes, it's a fucking ham. It's someone's uncle just fucking 
be trying to be convincing at murdering people, and I just did not buy it for one single yeah, second. Yeah, talking with the fucking, like, Cary Grant I did not, voice. I did not buy in at all. I'm done with this movie. Me too. I'm it just, ain't even I'm worth... fucking done. It's, it's not, not worth the brain matter. <laughs> I don't know why we've spent 44 minutes harping on it, because it doesn't even deserve that. <laughs> it's just... If you want to watch it, go search Fiend1980 on YouTube. It's on there. It's on there. Go watch it for yourself. I'm never going to recommend this movie. If you enjoy this, I'm very proud of you. Listen, um, like, you... I'm happy for you. Reviews are subjective, okay? You can like it if you want. I don't care. Just don't try and get me to watch it again. Yeah, I'm not, uh... Don't, don't make me suffer. Yeah, just, like... I... We obviously don't like it. So, that's our opinion. <laughs> um, Listen, I tried. I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wanted to like this, but no. Yeah, no. I wanted to like... I liked maybe where it was going, and then it just fucking squandered it and just fucking was like, no, we're not going to do anything with Nothing. her. We're not going to do anything with her, this subject matter. <laughs> Nothing new or exciting and we're not even going to do the old stuff that was old old and exciting okay we're not even going to try to appease your lizard brain nope you don't even get any cool scenes nothing. of like murderers or nothing not nothing no cool visuals no vibes you get zero nothing you get zero percent <laughs> like it's a movie stuff happens that's about it yeah f- just fuck this yep uh for they mostly come out at night this has been will this has been Alex. Oh, before we sign off. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, we should probably mention because with holidays and everything coming oh, up. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, we forgot to mention. I totally forgot. Sorry. Um, we're going on a break. Yeah, because lots of holidays, lots of shit coming up. Um, we're just gonna take it easy, be safe, but we will be back. I believe it's January third. Yes, that Sunday. That Sunday, we will be back to our normal shit. So just um, if you don't see a if it's if you see all the radio silence from us coming up <laughs> don't worry we didn't kill ourselves because of this movie <laughs> yeah seriously we don dolor didn't uh he didn't he, he didn't finish us i don't know if he's still alive but his ghost didn't fucking murder us in our sleep for making fun of this movie <laughs> um yeah and like i know so yeah we're not going to put out anything for like 2 weeks it's not that long, but... Well, I mean, we'll be back, obviously. It's not like we're going on a long hiatus. Just be aware. But we're actually informing you this time, because the other ones have been, like... Impromptu. Impromptu hiatuses. This is a purposeful one. It's just us being cheese dips. But this, this time, this it's, is... it's... Trust me, it's planned. <laughs> this like a professional just... podcast. This is us <laughs> just <laughs> dipping out for the holidays. That's it. So enjoy yourselves. So please, please, everyone, have a really safe and really good holiday season um if you celebrate merry christmas i know it's going to be kind of different this year i know the world's kind of on fire right now Um, yes uh to put it mildly so whatever you do please do it safely um you know let's not let this get out more out of control than it's already got yes (laughs) so please be safe um and just have a good holiday season really like have a good happy new year um, and we'll see you in the new year. We'll see you in twenty twenty you know it. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty one. Well, we won't see you. We'll talk to you, I guess. We'll be back. 
Uh, we will be back. So for They Mostly Come Out at Night, this has been Will. This has been Alex. And we will talk to you all in the new year. Bye bye Happy holidays. Oh, oh my God. Happy no. Holidays. No. Oh, my God. No.